Welcome to Story and Horse, a podcast where we hear stories from creative lives. Meet new people, hear about their challenges and triumphs, and get inspired to move forward with your creativity. Now here's your host, Hilary Adams. Hello, thanks for joining us here on the Story and Horse podcast. I'm your host, Hilary Adams. I'm a creative coach, theater director, and founder of Story and Horse. I offer personalized coaching for creative people, and here on the podcast, we share stories from creative lives. Today, we are joined by Melissa Carnahan. Melissa is a stage manager, improv actor, and a gardener. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks for joining me. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I'm glad um, to have you. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, I, uh, I've i been doing theater basically since sixth grade. Um, I can still remember the first line that I ever said on stage. It was for a Christmas show that we always do. And uh, I walk on stage and it's funny because I was supposed to be playing the bashful elf and uh, I'm not bashful at all. Um, but I walk on stage and the only line I had was, I think I know one Mrs. Claus because they had forgotten about the bashful elf. Um, and so I just think it's funny that that's my first memory of theater and getting other people's reaction to my line. I was, I was hooked. <laughs> I was hooked. I knew right then and there that I wanted to be a part of theater from then on out. And then when I was in high school, I was doing house management for a production of My Fair Lady. And uh, I remember sitting at the back of the audience. And so the overture was playing and the lights were starting to come up. And then the curtain pulled back and, you know, the set and it's all beautifully lit up. And I just remember having that moment backstage where I was like, I'm in love this is where I need to be. It was just, it was overpowering, really. I just sat there and, you know, I had tears in my eyes and I was like, this is the best thing ever. I could, I don't know how I could never not do this ever. So I, and then when I got into college, I thought that I wanted to do theater in college, like as a major, um, but it ended up being a lot more time consuming than I thought it would be. And I don't know what I was expecting, um, but I actually fell in love with doing uh, philosophy and I was actually more drawn towards, you know, my philosophy classes. So I ended up with a philosophy degree um, with a passion for theater. And then what was it? I moved to Omaha in 2008 and I had a friend who needed a stage manager and I was hanging out in Omaha with a bunch of theater people. And I was like, well, what do I have to do? And they're like, well, make sure everyone gets to rehearsal on time. I was like, yeah, I can do that. So um, I've been a professional stage manager since 2009 and I wouldn't have it any other way. So yeah, that's how I got involved in, in what I'm doing. And my current project right now, I'm working um, at the Creighton University, which is here in Omaha. And it is, they're doing a production of Secret Garden. And this is my first time working in educational theater. So it's been a joy to learn new tricks all over again and to see uh, young people coming into the theater and just their their passion for being there. And the group that I'm working with is just so incredible. They are talented beyond their years. I mean, the way that they 
present themselves on stage, I'm just blown away. And I can't wait to see like where they go from here and outside of uh, a university setting. I think a lot of them have a really good shot at a professional career. It's just, they sound like angels. <laughs> they make my job easy. Thank you. And um, for people who are listening, you may not be familiar with stage management. Obviously, we can't, we can't go into all the many, many incredibly important things that stage managers mm-hmm. do to mm-hmm. help um, productions, theatrical productions go forward. But how would you summarize what your job is as a stage manager? And also, how does creativity play into it? So to sum up my my job as a stage manager, um, I am the communication hub. And so I make sure people know when they're called to rehearsal. I make sure they have everything they need when they get there. I, I make sure that everyone knows what everyone else is dealing with so that we are all on the same page. And I think where that creativity comes in is just being present for people and adjusting to the situation. You know, I've done a lot of improv and I think that's kind of where it comes in is just being able to accept yes. And like, this is what's happening. Yes. And we're going to keep rolling with it. We're going to find a way to make things work. Being a, a part of improv theater has really given me a a mind that wants to and is looking for and accepting of change and things change all the time. You just have to learn how to adapt. So I think, you know, my improv skills have really been honed on uh, through stage management and the constant changes that we are, are up against. It's a lot of, it's a lot of paperwork, but it's also a lot of being present with people and meeting their needs and adjusting and seeing how we can help each other grow because we're all growing and it's all learning. You know, I was listening to a podcast once and they described our, our time here on earth. And then, you know, whatever happens later happens, but right now we're in earth school and every day you show up to class and every day there's something to learn. And so just being malleable and, and open. (laughs) Yeah. And also the other part of creativity is your, uh, your books, the books that Mm -hmm. managers create, which are colorful and they're kind of like spreadsheets in book form, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it last night? Uh, an actor asked me where they were supposed to go. We're mapping out something. And I, I showed her my, my book and she's like, Oh, yeah, you're the color green. So you follow this path here. And so she was like, oh, oh, I see it now. And I mean, I had drawn out like, um, I call them flight patterns for this one particular section. And I was like, there wasn't a way for me to find words to do this. And so I drew it kind of like a treasure map. <laughs> like you're the color green. So follow the color green. And she's like, oh, I get that. Yeah. And we were able to just like, oh, okay, that's my mark. You know, that's what I'm doing. I was like, yep. Yeah. There you go. Got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what stage managers yeah. can help with so much in the room, that kind of communication mm-hmm. uh, assistance. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I'm going to pivot us just for a moment. Uh, Green <laughs> reminded me of the gardening. So I know you also garden. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything about creativity and your gardening? Yeah. So it's an experiment um, for me. I 
grew my first tomato in like 2018 and I was so drawn to the the colors. I did um, black creme, which is a tomato. Um, and then I also did Cherokee purple and then big boy. So all these are different tomatoes. Um, they're all heirloom. The black creme just, it had this beautiful color to it, just deep, dark purple. And once it got really hot outside, the it just turned even darker. And I just fell in love with the colors of it all. The fact that like I had never seen a tomato that color before. And I was like, holy crap, there is like a whole rainbow out here. And that's what it, that's what got me. I, I love tomatoes and, but the variety that you can find and the way that they, they grow are all, are all different. They all have different needs. And so adjusting to those needs and helping things flourish. Um, really, I mean, I was just blown away that there's just so many varieties out there that I was like, I had no idea that, that tomatoes could be this beautiful. Um, and then also I do, I do flowers, um, and I do zinnias and I love zinnias and they come in all these, I mean, every color you can think of, and they grow tall. I mean, three, four feet up into the air and they make like these, I, they make these beautiful bouquets. And that's what I really like. I love being able to cut these flowers, put them into bouquets and like give them to people. You know, I've always felt very strongly that my garden isn't just for me. It's my way of sharing and caring for people and who doesn't like a beautiful bouquet of flowers? <laughs> so that's really, you know, it was the colors that that pulled me in. And the fact that I get to share that with other people, it makes me happy. It makes me incredibly happy. Yeah. I mean, my mom likes getting my bouquets. And if you ask for tomatoes, I will gladly share them with you. And you will also get a bouquet of flowers. So I'm, I'm full service. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing to bring them into your rehearsal room. Yep. And like, look yep. at all these, these lovely things that I can share. So, and it's funny because when I'm doing shows during the summertime, I have a, a couple of other actor friends and we tr typically do a show together um, in, in the summer towards the end. And so like, I'll bring my, my tomatoes and they'll bring their cucumbers. And there's always someone else who's like, I got sweet potatoes. And I'm like, we got a whole meal here. <laughs> It's a garden swap in, in the theater room. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's great. We're feeding each other. We're doing some art. It's, it's fantastic. It's utopia. <laughs> yeah. I think feeding people and doing art that pretty much, you know, that that's all you need, right? Yeah. That's all you need right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And really, I mean, the gardening and you know, getting, getting through the pandemic, the gardening really helped ground me and, and keep me looking forward. One thing I'd heard about gardening or gardeners in, in particular is gardening is the physical manifestation of hope for tomorrow. You clearly know that there is, you, there's good things coming because you're, you're sowing the seeds now and you're tending to it and you're hoping for better for tomorrow. 
And I was like, yeah, that's what I needed was every day to be able to go out into my garden and see things growing and changing. And it gave me a sense of hope. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have a story that's related to creativity that you'd like to share? Yeah. So this last year, I did a world premiere production. It was called Temporary Insanity over at the Bellevue Little Little Theater. And it was so much fun to get in on like the ground level of a a show. And it was a, a lovely show about two ladies trying to make it in the world. And they were doing a sales pitch. And have the uh, the boss guy come over for dinner to make their sales pitch. Of course, hilarity ensues. And it was just so much fun and so aff- affirming of, of our art and our, our creativity together to take the show and put it on its feet, give it life, and then have the... Um, the writer there with us so that we could say, you know, here are some things that we see. Let's work together to create the life that, that, that it needed. And so I was very honored that I got to be a part of this creative process. Uh, And, you know, my name will be listed as the first cast. So that's fun. (laughs) Always fun. That, yeah, that was so much. It was, it was a work of love really from all parts. The the set was wonderful and it just really put us in in the the mood. It set the tone for the show. And the writer was just so open to suggestion. And there were even things like she would hear her words and say, you know, like, oh yeah, no, I don't like the way that is. And then she would, you know, take it and and modify it. And it, it felt great to work with the writer and the other artists to create something all new. It was lovely. It was fantastic. Wouldn't change it for the world. Was that your first time working on a new, new piece as a collaborator like that? Yeah. 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 So it was, it was new to me and um, now I, that they, that they thought of me and saw that role is something that I could take on. And I was honored that I was able to, to do that. How fun. What was your biggest discovery from being in that process? For me, it was that I could be funny without being over the top because my character was very, she was serious. Like she was a, a, a prim and proper lady. And when I think of comedy and my, my brand of comedy is always like the goofy sidekick, you know, that's usually how I play my comedic roles. And I tend to be a little bit loud and rambunctious. And so that's what I usually get cast as. Um, But no, my, my character, um, Philomena was her name. Um, She was very uh, subdued and under the radar and and that's how you had to play her was you know what was funny was her her line delivery and her straight face and her looks it wasn't her being over the top and falling off of chairs and so that was that was fun so mm-hmm. had to ha- had to tap into something different than just being 
goofy. So. <laughs> Funny in a way it's against type casting sort of like in your first bashful role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I was like, Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. I can, I can play under the radar. Mm-hmm. We'll see what we can do. So, so for people listening, do you have uh, inspiration or takeaway that you'd offer that has to do with creativity? Um, let it flow, whatever it is, you know, it's not just theater. It's not just in gardening. There's, there's creativity in everything that we do. If it's creating glorious looking spreadsheets that map out whole data sets that in a way that people can understand that that's creative. If it's drawing paint, just let it flow and find time to nurture it. Um, I think so much of the world that we live in is production. Like what are you producing? What are you putting out into the world? And creativity isn't just for production. It's for yourself and for your own well-being. And so let it flow because it's there. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So before we wrap up here, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? I want to encourage people in in a world that we don't know what to expect anymore to find time and feed yourself creatively, however that is, because feeding yourself creatively helps build our immunity to the chaos that's around us. And it's so important right now to take care of yourself. Mm, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I second that. <laughs> so if, if people want to reach you or check out what you're up to, how do they connect? Um, I am available on Facebook. I'm Melissa Marie Carnahan. I go by my full name. I'm always posting about different shows that I'm doing. Uh, I'm always looking for technicians. So if you were in the Omaha area, I would love to have you work on my show with me, <laughs> any show with me. So <laughs> great. Um, and that link will be in the show notes. So people will be mm-hmm. able to easily click on that and reach you. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, Melissa, for joining yeah. me today. I really appreciate it. It's thank great to you. talk with you. Thank you for, for thinking of me. And a reminder that if you'd like to connect with Story and Horse, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Story and Horse. And you can also reach us at storyandhorse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. I look forward to having you with us for the next Story and Horse podcast episode. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks for being with us today. Please help us spread the word by subscribing and sharing this podcast with friends. We look forward to you joining us for the next episode.